your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. VGK drops two weekend games as injuries continue to mount. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco. You can follow us at Locked On VGK or me at Tony Dasco on Twitter. You can also hear me every Saturday morning from 8 to 10 a.m. on 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, which is also heard on the Odyssey app. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. It is free and available on all platforms. Remember last Wednesday's Golden Knights practice when there were an ample amount of healthy bodies on the ice, they were rolling four lines, blah, 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 eight defensemen, all of that. Well, two days later, there were more injuries and an illness, and VGK suffered perhaps its worst loss of the season to the bottom-dwelling Arizona Coyotes 3-1 on the road Friday night. The Golden Knights lost Max Pacioretty and Matthias Janmark to injuries in that contest. Jonathan Marcheseau was a scratch with the flu bug. Robin Leonard, who was skating with the club earlier last week, was placed on the IR along with Nolan Patrick. So much for the full squad, the semi-full squad, we should say. Then Saturday, the Golden Knights back at home, minus Pacioretty, Yanmark, and Leonard, fell to the top NHL team, Colorado, 3-2, in a game in which the Avs stuck two pucks in the net in a span of 26 seconds in the third period. Two nights, two blown leads for VGK. VGK led the Coyotes 1-0 on Friday night, and they blew a one-goal lead against Saturday night. I want to point out a few issues outside of the two weekend losses and injuries that are affecting this team. Is there any combination that can play on the Jack Eichel line? Truly. With Eichel back, the Golden Knights now are just 1-4. You can't blame him for this mess. The team's going backwards. But I know that they were apparently heading in the right direction with Eichel, Pacioretty, and Stevenson on the top line. When Pacioretty got injured, if Genny Dodonov was his replacement on the top line, to be honest, that just did not work. Save a goal by Chandler Stevenson, that line could do no more. Eichel himself missed the net twice in the Arizona game. It's still going to take more time while he comes off of that major neck surgery to get his timing down. Pacioretty has played in less than half of the Golden Knights games so far this season. He had three goals in two games against the Kings in San Jose, and the line was beginning to click right before another injury, and this one was apparently an upper body injury. Stevenson accepted his role on the wing, and he's learning how to work with Eichel in the lineup. But Eichel, you just get the feeling, might be moving too fast for his linemates, even at less than 100%. Perhaps he is too skilled for his teammates. I feel the Golden Knights put the Donoff on that top line, again, just to justify his contract. They have to kind of justify why they are paying him so much money, and he has not lived up to any expectations. Maybe try Eichel with Marcheseau and Smith, kick Carlson off of the misfit line, or try Marcheseau with Eichel and Stevenson on the top line. I did not want to see any more line juggling, as I mentioned last week, But the Golden Knights are going to have to try something new. Why not do it against the Sharks this week, a team that they have dominated? They have to make some more moves, and they have to accommodate Jack Eichel. I want to talk about the lack of physicality. VGK was out-hit the last two games, 
70 to 30. Over the weekend, 70% of the hits in games came from the opponent. Some have said that it's no big deal. I could not disagree more. With the team back on a regular schedule, these hits are going to pile up. And as I've said a dozen times on this podcast, we are going to see these hits have a cumulative effect. There is a lack of solid checking and hitting by VGK. They forecheck some. Yeah, okay. We see the occasional hit by McNabb or Carrier or Colasar, but I can't reiterate enough that this VGK team is just too soft. The Golden Knights are going to get worn down. They get worn down by the heavier teams. Arizona, on Friday night, they said that their game plan was to play heavy against VGK. And guess what? It worked. They were probably tired, the Golden Knights, during that late push in the Friday game due to getting pounded on. And you can't deny that these hits and checks are going to take a toll on the VGK. I know that the hits on Pacioretty and on Yanmark on Friday knocked them out of the game. A heavy hitting game once again, and Travis Boyd, I think that he was the one that initially hit Pacioretty. I believe that there was another player or teammate that was on that hit too. Pacioretty came back into the game after the hit, and then he left again in the second period. He was injured. You could tell he was hurt, upper body injury. And as far as I could tell, I believe it was Nick Ritchie on the hit on Matthias Janmark. That was the hit where he pounded Janmark into the boards. He lifted him up into the glass in Ritchie's first game back. So those were two monstrous hits on the VGK and the Golden Knights just get out hit in every game. It's something that is happening all the time. We see this every single night. They're getting out hit. But a lot of folks don't believe that that's a major factor with this team and the way that they get worn out on the ice, especially late in games. I'm telling you, this is one of the keys. The lack of physicality is going to hurt the Golden Knights. The inability to score on the power play. AT&T Sportsnet had that graphic on Saturday night. And in February, the Golden Knights were just 12% successful on power play opportunities, 2 out of 17. And on the road, the Golden Knights are something like 0 for the past 21 or 22. It's miserable. They're caught standing around, and Jack Eichel should draw a power play designs. He should design all the plays for the man advantage. He gets it. It's all about systems for Pete DeBoer, and he needs to focus an awful lot down the stretch in the final 29 games or so for this team to work on the power play unit. Speaking of systems, the Golden Knights are also experiencing difficulties in the 5-on-5. They had a ton of possession time in the offensive zone in Glendale on Friday night, but they just couldn't capitalize. They are only scoring, it appears, and having their most chances on the rush and on odd man rushes and breakaways. Nick Haig, for example, couldn't finish in the three-on-one. I believe it was from Colasar on Friday night, about seven minutes to go in the first period in the Arizona game. But Jonathan Marshall had a goal on the rush on a turnover from Riley Smith in the Colorado game. I won't even examine the lack of top six scoring at this time, but they need to fix that too. And the defense. The defense. Repeatedly, teams are getting behind the Golden Knights defense on breakaways. Who was it on Friday night? Antoine Roussel of the Coyotes on the breakout. I think he missed the net, but there are still a lot of defensive lapses. Pete DeBoer was asking for more activity in front of each net, but in each of the past two games, the VGK traffic in front of the opposing net has screened out Laurent Brassois. Shea Theodore might have screened out Brassois on the Shane Gothisphere equalizer at Gila Arena on Friday. JT Comfer scored off of a deflection off of his body for Colorado in Saturday night's game, 
and Ben Hutton just couldn't move him out of the crease, and the deflection off of the Jack Johnson shot beat Brossois. You get it. Teams are getting behind VGK. They're scoring on breakaways and the traffic in front of the net. VGK has to move players from inside the blue paint and outside of the crease, and they're just not doing that right now. Up next, a moral victory in the loss to the Avalanche. More after this on Locked On Golden Knights. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions. But not this year. I am sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't yet, you are missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They are fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they are a treat, and they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good. These are going to be your new favorite. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are much better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL team with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back. I'm Tony Cardasco. The Golden Knights fell to the Avalanche Saturday at the Fortress 3-2, and it was the third straight home loss for VGK. Is this a team that can now regroup and make it into the playoffs in good standing? Or will the Golden Knights fall out of playoff contention, out of the playoff race entirely? There is no certainty for me right now. Let's be honest here. A couple of signs in recent months have me concerned. The time that Pete DeBoer told the media that it wouldn't be so bad if the Golden Knights finished in second because the top teams haven't won the title in a while. He was asking when was the last time a President's Trophy winner took home the Stanley Cup. Okay, we get that part, but I felt it was a setup for failure speech. With all the injuries, I mean, VGK could have a valid excuse. Then on Saturday night, I felt like DeBoer, the media, a portion of the fans, not all of you, treated the 3-2 loss to the Avs as a moral victory. Drove me crazy. It was the second game in a row that the Golden Knights blew a lead, and DeBoer said it was exactly the way the team wanted to play with the lead going into the third. But the VGK let up two goals in less than 30 seconds, and Colorado closed out the Golden Knights. I might have tended to be okay with the start, but I was not okay with the finish. This team needs to be fine-tuned, and they need to be focused each and every night. When Colorado pushed, they were able to score on VGK bottom line. After the Avs took the lead, I knew that the game was over. Colorado took its time with the puck, they played keep away some, and they kept VGK away from attacking in the O-zone. DeBoer felt his team left it all out there on the ice. Yeah, they played hard, I'll give them that. It was a tight game, yes, but both teams came off of back-to-backs and both might have been a little bit tired late in the contest. All of that, that's fine. DeBoer pointed out the good things that the Golden Knights did, but not those lapses, not those lapses. And at least Marcia so admitted that the Golden Knights fall asleep at times. DeBoer felt the Golden Knights did a good job limiting the Avalanche to just three shots in the third period, but two of the three shots went in net. 
I just wouldn't want this VGK team to think that they are doing a ton of good things only to lose the game. You don't get points for moral victories. The three stars of the game, that's usually a fun statistic. But I got to tell you, the Golden Knights also got a moral victory with the three stars too. I just could not stop laughing when I saw it. In the loss, two of the three stars were Golden Knights. The number one star was Jonathan Marcheseau, who had the goal in the game, but again, in a losing effort. The second star went to Laurent Brassois, and the third star went to Colorado's JT Comfer. What a joke. I mean, that's kind of embarrassing. VGK was treating this like a win, everyone across the board. Well, you know, we should have won this game. Had a couple of people reach out to me to ask if the organization always does this. Is this a typo with the three stars? I might have been a little bit embarrassed if I were Marcia So or if I were Brossois. Go out there, take a bow. VGK has to quit it with the moral wins. Just quit it. They have slid into third place now, and they need to right their ship before things get away. If they believe that they're going to just show up and win against the Sharks on Tuesday, guess again. Guess again. Wouldn't it be a good time if you're San Jose to reignite this rivalry? Nothing is going to come easy for VGK during the stretch run. Again, they need to stay focused. They shouldn't be talking about moral victories. When we return, Robin Leonard is off the injured list. You are listening to Locked On Golden Knights. Basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. It is free and available on all platforms. I'm Tony Cardasco. Robin Leonard was activated Sunday night, and Logan Thompson was reassigned to the Henderson Silver Knights of the AHL. Leonard has been on the injured reserve list since last week. Not sure if this was salary circumvention or not. Robin Leonard has been practicing on and off with the Golden Knights. Is he really ready to return? On Saturday, Darren Pang reported that Leonard has a torn labrum. This is the second national report to comment on Leonard's upper body injury. When it was first reported by Frank Saravelli of the Daily Faceoff, VGK vehemently denied that that was Leonard's injury. We are not sure if Leonard will start against the Sharks on Tuesday. That'll be the next game for VGK. Laurent Brossois played both ends of the back-to-back over the weekend, and he took both losses. If Leonard is available, what will his game be like? Will he be rusty? And if that is the injury to Leonard, will he be returning too soon? There are a lot of questions right now. Leonard's record is 19-13-1, and he has a 2.86 goals against average which he brought down from earlier in the season. He was over three goals against average earlier this season. His last win was against Buffalo on February the 1st, so it could be a month between wins if he can get one against San Jose on Tuesday. It would also be Pete DeBoer's 500th career win. I am sure that DeBoer would like to do it against the team that fired him. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have a crossover with the host of Locked On Sharks. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. 
Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you to become the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Tony Cardasco. We'll see you again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.